through the generations, from the baby boomers to Gen X to Gen Y. It's time to take a leap into the mind of today's youth with What's Making News with Gen Z. It is time for Gen Z News. Joining me on the line now is Elizabeth Blacksland. Good morning and welcome. Good morning. How are you this morning, Tracy? I'm good, thank you. Are you keeping yourself dry? I am. I'm inside, as always. <laughs> it's a bit horrible out there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, last night, the wind. It was crazy. It, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, it certainly kept me awake. Yeah. No, I was um, tossing and turning for a bit, for sure. Now, our federal budget came down on Tuesday. It was a pre-election budget. There's been not a great deal for women, not a great deal for anything. But... ScoMo has covered himself in glory in the last 24 hours. He has a solution for uh, Gen Z, a very simple solution to to buying a house. What is it? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why I haven't thought of this before. He's just he's just said to you know fix the cost of rising rent. Renters should just buy a house. Have you thought of this, Tracy? No, I haven't thought of that. Yeah, and mm. I mean, he's kind of a genius. It's he definitely is. something that my friends and I had, hadn't discussed before. It's just, I, yeah, I don't know how we haven't thought of it. No. How's Gen Z reacted to that? Oh, I mean, it's a bit of a slap in the face, I won't lie. He likes to make these good little sound bites for us to, you know, kind of run with <laughs> to <laughs> chat about, doesn't he? I mean, it's just, I... I mean, I understand he's of a different generation. That's kind of always the excuse, isn't it? He's of of a different generation and doesn't really understand. But it's just, I have so many friends who particularly this year have been, you know, trying to break into the rental market, moving out of their family home for the first time after finishing university Mm. and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's just, (laughs) they they should just go out and buy a house. That would be the easy solution, really. What, What are you doing, you lazy bunch? I know. And I mean, it's obviously, you know, most of the rental market isn't just young people, Mm. but um, I I know that you personally have had some Mm. personal experience with this as well. It's just, yeah, I mean, the the, um, last year in particular saw the biggest jump in in rent with almost a 12% increase, Mm. which has been the biggest jump since 2009, so since the the global financial crisis in 2008. Um, And then there's also been another rise since then this year as well. Mm. Um, And it's just making it, it's so extremely unaffordable for for young people who, you know, want to move out for whatever reason, whether they need to, whether they've decided it's time for them to move out. Um, It's just, it's not feasible for most people until they leave university, are working full-time jobs and can afford to. Which brings us to the next problem, which is, okay, you're renting, but you, you need to buy a house. The amount you need to borrow to, to buy a house, the amount of deposit you need, it's eight years before you can even look at buying a house and the prices are just astronomical. Exactly. I mean, unless you start saving when you're in your mid-teens and that's something you're already thinking about, which for most people isn't i mean you know when you're 16 and 17 you're not thinking about you know when you're going to buy a house it's not the first thing that's on your mind um no you want to buy a a car as well you know that's the first thing you want to do is get a car exactly Mm. so and i mean a lot of people are finding they're moving out and you know getting to their the point where they're thinking about buying a house and their only option is to then move back in with their families if that's even an option for them for some people that's not an option at all so they have to you know try and figure out another way of being able to save while also paying upwards of five hundred dollars a week in rent is the great australian dream just unachievable for your generation are are you starting to think that you're never going to buy your own home i mean i hope not i hope that 
by for some you know um, miracle there is a, a drop in housing prices, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Mm. There's just been such a massive increase. I mean, a house around the corner from where I live with mom and dad sold for 1.5 million mm. the other week, which is just insane. Um, and yeah, I just think for a lot of people, they're either hoping they can inherit houses from their parents or, you know, something else is going to come along and they're going to buy a house for a few hundred thousand dollars that's out in the middle of nowhere because that's really the only option. That is the only option now, isn't it, that you go out to these subdivisions, whether it's out near Gilliston Heights, whether it's out near Cessnock. You're going out that way now because that's it's still a $750,000 investment, but it's mm. the only way you're going to get into the market. Yeah, exactly. Or buying, you know, some kind of apartment in the new building. But you have to get that in early because as soon as, you know, the building's been built and people move in, they then start to sell them for double the price they bought them for. Mm. It's just, I mean, it's kind of a vicious cycle. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> makes me angry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it makes me angry too. It, it really does. You know, you have a look at some of the rental prices that are doing the rounds and, uh, you know, $900 a week to rent, that's a mortgage payment. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, it's, people people are so lucky, older people are so lucky that they were able to, you know, buy houses mm. and people who have multiple investment properties, which is a whole other thing that mm. I have thoughts on. Um, yeah, it's just, I think that there could be a solution to this, but the only way that there could be a solution is for the government to kind of step in and, and make a big difference with this. But I, I just think it's going to happen because all of those politicians have investment properties themselves, don't they? Of course they do. Of course they do. Now, obviously, as I said, the budget came down on Tuesday. There is a federal election around the corner. Does Gen Z care about this? Um, we definitely do. <laughs> I mean, I think some of us do. Um, my friends in particular, I think, are a little bit more politically active than some people our age would be. Um, but, I mean, the budget, I, I definitely didn't watch it. My dad's a big budget advocate, as mm. I'm sure people would know. He loves loves to watch the budget. Um, but, yeah, there were there are a few things that are relevant for young people. But, again, I think the biggest thing that we were hoping would be some action on climate change um, from the government, which is something we haven't seen. And, again, it didn't happen. Um, I think that's the biggest problem for us. I mean, without a planet to live on, we don't have any kind of a future. Um, so the money that they're putting towards all these other things is kind of irrelevant. Mm. Um, but in saying that, it is very important. You know, we did have some um, tax cuts on fuel, which is very exciting. I think that's a big thing that my friends and I have been talking about. The price of fuel is just something that's been ridiculous and relevant to everyone at mm. the moment, mostly. Um, another thing that Gen Z got excited about was some funding for endometriosis, um, which has been long, long overdue. Um, I know some people personally who have, you know, had some issues with endometriosis and even getting diagnosed is a long, long process that a lot of people have to go through. So hopefully that will make a big difference. Mm. Um, and we also saw $1.8 billion go towards um, tackling domestic violence for women and girls, which is very prevalent, particularly in Newcastle at the moment, um, It's which is, you know, it's been horrific here but mm. yeah so boosting frontline services and emergency accommodation and access to legal services for people in those situations it's so. it's really is an issue isn't it and it's uh it's something that grabbed uh, so many people's attention during the week because uh, of course that young mayfield young lady who was the same age uh, virtually as you you know to see that happen and then to see the thousands who who marched uh, on tuesday afternoon you know it, it's the only way that think something's going to be done isn't it is if we all we all stand up Exactly. And I mean, it was some young people who, uh, some young women, sorry, who um, 
got together and, and organised that march, which I thought was incredible, some people who I've been at university with, which is great. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the only way that... I mean, funding is also incredible, um, you know, because that's the only way that the people mm-hmm. are going to boost services and all that kind of stuff. But having conversations, and, I mean, we talked about this last week in terms of um, consent education in schools, it's a similar thing. It's something that needs to be talked about in schools. People need to be educated on it from a young age, even though it is a very difficult conversation to have. It's mm-hmm. important that people know what their options are, also that things are, you know, what is wrong, yeah, I mean, that's the core of it all, isn't it? What is wrong? What is going on that this is continuing to happen? No, on a more positive note, uh, we've got a new movie with, uh, yes, Brad Pitt. I thought you'd appreciate that one, Tracy. <laughs> You're always looking after me, aren't you? I, I try. Um, yeah, so the new film, um, the trailer, sorry, for the new film called Bullet Train has just dropped, and it's very exciting. It's an action comedy, um, and it's super colourful. It's kind of giving me Wes Anderson vibes, people who know him. Grand Budapest Hotel, um, French Dispatch was his latest film, very kind of artsy, colourful films that he creates, and similar kind of vibes. It's set in Japan, in Tokyo, so you've got all those big kind of neon lights that you see all throughout Tokyo, um, and it's set on a bullet train, and it looks it looks fun. Um, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Joey King, and Brian T. Henry also star in it as well. It's quite a big cast, actually. Mm, so, it is, yeah, isn't it? It looks yeah. very exciting. I like it. That sounds like a great one. Now, I have to ask you a random question without notice. Have you watched Bridgerton Series 2 yet? I have. I haven't finished it, so no spoilers. Um, but <laughs> I, I, have, I binge watched I have started. it. <laughs> yes, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot so far. It's fantastic. It's very different, isn't it? It's uh, a lot more angst-ridden. You know, there's there's not the sex scenes and all of the sex that there was last time. It's uh, it's far more on the drama and uh, and the human relationships rather than the sex. Yeah, I mean, I'm into it. I still enjoy it. Mm. Anthony Bridgerton is a beautiful human being, so I just enjoy enjoy <laughs> watching him and what he does. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's still it's still definitely catering towards that kind of female written perspective. You can definitely tell um, in terms of the way that the romance is portrayed. Mm. Definitely, you know, the the female perspective is definitely taken into account, um, which is one of the things that we love about Bridgerton. Um, but I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm trying to watch it in between doing my assignments and going to work, trying to finish the season. What uh, what episode are you up to? Uh, I think I'm on episode. Five. Oh, you haven't got far to go now. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Oh, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I was very excited when uh, I said to uh, to Michael that, uh, oh my God, Bridgerton drops at six o'clock tonight, and that was Friday. And uh, yeah, I'd already watched it by Saturday morning. <laughs> no good. Bit, bit I wouldn't sad. expect anything less. No, had no sleep, but at least I've I've binge watched uh, Bridgerton. Now you've got some new music for me as usual. I do, and it's a it's a fun one. So um, Jake Wesley Rogers has released a new single called Lavender Forever. Um, and for people who don't know him, he's um, only kind of been on the scene music-wise for the last few years. Um, he was actually on, I think it was uh, America's Got Talent back in the early 2000s, so that's kind of where he's got mm-hmm. his foot in the door. Um, but he's, his style and his music has kind of been compared to a new age baby of um, Elton John and David Bowie, which is oh, kind wow. of interesting. Yeah. yeah. So people want to, you know, look up and go on his Instagram. You definitely see where people get those ideas from. Um, and his music reflects that as well. It's it's very fun. This, this new song is a good boppy one. Um, and, you know, try and keep us happy and dancing on this rainy, rainy day. That's absolutely right there. I'm with you. Now, I know that you are going to be hanging by your fingernails for 10 o'clock tomorrow. What happens at 10 o'clock tomorrow? 
10 o'clock tomorrow, Harry Styles is dropping his new single. <laughs> I am uh, very excited. Yes, no, Tracy and Dad got a frantic text from me this morning because I did think it was this morning yeah. and then went, no, it's nope, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Don't shoot too early. Don't shoot so, yes, too early. So, yes, you know, I already have my new music for next week. I know you do. <laughs> I, I have no doubts about that. Listen, thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it, as always. Appreciate your uh, your insights because we really do need to pay attention to what, uh, what our Gen Zs are saying because they're our leaders of the future. You stay safe, stay dry, and we'll enjoy this uh, this track from Jake Wesley Rogers. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. Bye. That was Elizabeth Blackson with Gen Z News. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blaxland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.